When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the War Pod post-match phone-in. Good to have you all along with us. With me, as always, my co-host Ian. And let's uh, let's digest the loss today, shall we, Ian? How are you doing, by the way? Uh, good, mate. I'm good, mate. That uh, that opening went as well as the first uh, opening to the second <laughs> half. <laughs> Look, that was... Uh, so that was my Fly 3 running out of battery. I've got to put a new one in, but it, it served me well. It has, indeed. Oh, um, I, that that brings me on to just a quick congrats to Adam Driscoll for winning the second Bluetooth Fly 3 giveaway from Blackstar. They, they are really good. Um, they, they, they don't all die like that. It's just um, I, I've used it a lot. Like I have it in my office as my primary speaker. It's had a lot of hours of music going through it. Um, but yeah, let's talk about that that game. Uh, the first half was pretty piss poor, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't horrendous, was it? We The game plan was to kind of sit back and let them have the possession, which we kind of did. Um, clearly, we looked relatively toothless up front, but that was kind of the plan to get to halftime, I think. Um it was just going into the second half where it kind of fell apart with Lockyer and and Mengi obviously being forced off. But yeah, it's just one of those days. And I, I know it's easy for people to have knee-jerk reactions. We've seen a lot of it tonight on, on the socials. But it is just one game. The, the most important thing from today is that, that Lockyer and, and Mengi aren't, aren't serious and, and they're back soon enough. I think... From from what I, I saw from the post match, um, Lockyer was walking about. Probably more of a concern for for Mengi, who's twinged the inside of his knee apparently. So hopefully they come through the the physios with flying colours. But um, that's the most important thing. Three points lost today, but um, it's just a loss, isn't it? It's, you know we don't want to be losing them too in in this running in December. Uh, that's so true. Like the Mengi one worries me. The Lockyer one, it appears it, it was um, precautionary and it, it was minor just because he, he'd gone down twice in, in the first half. Where When I hear a problem on the inside of the knee, that's where I start to get worried because, uh, like, like yourself, actually, Ian, um, I, I've suffered with a lot of knee problems. And inside the knee normally suggests a torn meniscus, um, possibly something else. Yeah, I, I, I snapped my crucial ligament. Um, not doing anything like Tom Lockyer was, like Mengi was, but um, playing table tennis of all, all, all sports. So rather embarrassing. But I, I was a quite good table tennis player, actually, until that happened. And then they, the missus banned me from playing after that because it put me out of work for quite a while. <coughs> but there we go. Yeah, well, I'm also banned from all contact sports. Um, I played a real sport. I played squash. It's, it's uh, like table tennis, except uh, an actual sport. Um, well, this is a this is a thing as well. I, I hold the figure more of a darts player now than a football player. So, <laughs> so that, that I kind of stick to that. I'll have a pint of Guinness and a, and a couple of rounds of darts. That's about it, and a, the occasional game of snooker, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay well shall we start digesting this then i know if people want to jump on and give their opinions as well um please do uh but i'm look, I'm, I'm happy just to, to riff about this for all the people that you know 
we'll, we'll be tuning in tonight and also you know later and tomorrow across um twitter and also our podcast providers um i felt this loss sits a lot with um rob edwards personally um i felt he got the change at halftime completely wrong i like your thoughts on that because i felt moving Kabore over from right wing back to left wing back it made no sense to me because my impressions of Kabore like I, he's growing every single game but he is so right footed he should like with, with Giles on the bench at some point you got to trust that person you got to let Giles spread his wings and fly and perhaps by moving Bell into left centre-back, as we did. But then Kabore moving over to the left and Brown coming on at, at right wing-back, it made no sense. And as shown by Brown's goal, you want Brown as far up the field as possible. And now he scored in back-to-back games. Yeah, I think... I think the thing was, and as 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 um, Edwards Joe's as Edwards said in his presser afterwards that he he felt that Brown could get up and down the pitch a little bit more, and I think he wanted to try and exploit um, the two midfielders that um, Brentford had at wing backs, right? So he wanted some still some pace there, but with some threat up front. So you know, I half see why he did it. I, I think he with the benefit of of hindsight. He, he didn't judge the defensive frailties that that, that gave us. Um, both goals came from kind of down that, that area of the pitch. So I think in hindsight, he probably wouldn't have made that decision. I understand, obviously, he sees Giles as more of a winger than a defender, um, kind of concurring with what Middlesbrough fans said. Um, but that said, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think... Mengi, Mengi decision, uh, the situation with Mengi going off as well didn't help. And Mengi only had to get back and really stretch for that ball because Lockie wasn't there. So it was a domino effect of issues. We were unlucky with it. And, you know, I don't want to start wagging fingers or pointing fingers at, at Edwards because at, at, it's, you know, could a decision been better? Quite possibly. In the grand scheme of things, is it an issue? No, no, not really. Um, you know, tactically, he's been very astute this season and he's learned and grown. He'll probably do from that, right? So you learn from your mistakes. And um, if it had come off, no one would have been, you know, no one would have said anything about it, you know, at the end of the game. So, and he, he's he's made decisions like that in his tenure with us and it's come off. So I, I'm all for him being a bit more brave. You know, that's one thing that Jones wasn't. It was brave. You know, we we always used to sit in um, and not be as as brave and make bold decisions where Edwards has has kind of done that. So, you know, he's not going to get it right every time. And I'm not one for having a massive knee-jerk reaction that that some have had tonight. Oh, sure. They they were brave substitutions. However, I feel like when you're taking Ogbeni off, who's playing in that left-wing position... Ogbeni, Ogbeni could have played right wing back instead of uh, in, instead of Brown in that case. Like, uh, I'm look, I'm not dogpiling on Brown coming on or anything like that. But there, there were options that we could have had. Ogbeni was virtually anonymous throughout the entire game. So was Carlton Morris. You say brave. The substitutions were brave. Sure, they didn't come off, but. The game plan, I felt, was not brave because this was Brentford that we were playing. This wasn't, uh, you know, Arsenal, Man City or Liverpool. Um, and it, it looked like we we have a style of playing away from home where we sit back, soak up pressure. And I feel with, with some teams other than, you know, your, your top six, you know, your, your Tottenham's, your Villas, your Liverpool's, your Man City's and Arsenal's, it is genuinely a a way that we should be approaching away games where we should be going at people, should be trying to attack more. But today there was no attacking impetus. There were no outballs to Ogbené. 
Um, Barkley started doing that a little bit in the first half, but then that just stopped in the, yeah. in the second half until the 75th minute. There was a stat that came out um, during the week that said Luton Town have scored 70% of their goals in the uh, last 15 minutes. So, lo and behold, what happens? The um, the clock strikes 75 and Luton Town score. Uh, in I think when the ball hit the back of the net, it was 75-15. So, <laughs> so yeah. it was inevitable that we were going to score because it was the last 15 minutes. But I just felt we could have been braver in going after Brentford a little bit because it this isn't Brentford with Tony or Rico. Um, uh, what's his name? Rico Henry. Um, Rico Henry. That they had two midfielders as their fullbacks tonight. Yeah, uh, I felt we should have made them. We should have tested them a little bit more because you know they're playing two midfielders in fullback roles. That that's that's meat and drink for for Ogbené. You know, Chong should have had a bit more of a go at Yanel as well. Yanel, I felt, had a very good game. We just didn't, we didn't test them enough. And I, as well with Flecken, like, I don't think Flecken is is by far one of the stronger goalkeepers in the league. We we should have tested him. I think we only had two shots in total, including when the goal went in. Two two shots a goal and only one on target. Yeah, it's, I mean, I agree with you to a certain degree. I, 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 I'm not one for going away from home and putting loads of pressure on and trying to chase the game down because that's where we get opened up. But um, I feel like we could have had a little bit more of a fist of it. We, we They certainly looked more frail when um, when they, after they got their second and we started to chase the game a bit. But they were always going to kind of sit back a little bit. I, I doubt it would have been the case if it was still nil-nil that you know Brentford would have tried to push a bit more back. But when we started to to press a press high up the pitch and Adebayo was was on the pitch, um, we caused some problems. Charles did as well, um, but it you know it just wasn't enough. You know, chasing the game at two-one, we were always going to be a little bit suspect at the back. I felt like Kaminsky could. Have, done better with that but you know he's he's got shitloads of credit in the bank so we're not going to hold that against him um it's just one of those days you know and i think the the most important thing from today is that, that those two are all right that mengi and Lockie are all right but as far as the game goes you know you just got to move on we've got to move on fast because we've got arsenal on on tuesday and then man city on sunday so we can't we can't dwell on it too much um, although there seems to be a bit of dwelling going on, on social media, which is absolutely crazy. We do have a, a nice little selection of Fairweather supporters that only like it when the uh, the gravy traders are in the right way. Um, it's mad, isn't it, that um, this start, start looking for scapegoats and pulling people apart, but um, I suppose most fan bases have it, but um, we've just got to move on. You know, it is what it is. Brentford are a very good side. You know, they showed that against Arsenal last week as well. Um, we, you know, it's one of those. We'll learn from it. We'll pick it up. I rate Thomas Frank. I rate Thomas Frank very highly. I think he's a absolutely brilliant manager in the way he was with Brentford when they were in the Championship. How they were consistently competing at the top ends of the division. He is, but you know he's what? Fantastic. One thing he is as well is is brave. You know, he's he's not scared to make. Big decisions. He had two midfielders at wing backs today. You know, he didn't change the formation. He stuck with it, and sometimes it pays off. You know, and he's been in the position the same as Edwards today, where it doesn't pay off, and people question whether he's a good manager or not. Um, he is a very good manager. I rate him. Um, you know, he got pulled apart in the Championship. Said when he said he, they were a Premiership team, he was right. They they were a Premiership team, but they didn't quite get over the line that season. But they did the following. So. Um, it's th- these games are going to happen. I think there's a lot to say for for being brave and trying trying to think outside the box and um, not go for something that's predictable. It doesn't always pay off. It didn't today, and you know some people are obviously pointing the the finger at, um, at Edwards, but it's just one of those games. Newcastle have just gone one ahead against Man United, by the way. Oh, fantastic! 
So yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you are you down in the dumps? Are you dwelling on it? No, I'm I'm look, I'm not dwelling on it. Um we're still not in the relegation zone. The good thing about the Christmas period is the fact that the games come thick and fast. So the players can pull themselves together, get back up on the horse and go again, figuratively. Yeah. Um obviously we have two two super duper easy games up next. Um so no, I'm not dwelling too much. Uh I, I think you know, you know where I stand on it. I've, I've been very vocal. I've been on the BBC Sport. I've been on written articles for the BBC. I've been on Premier League productions and whatnot, just dropping some names. Like, watch out, as a, watch where you step. You know, I'm dropping some big names. Um, and I, I've always been of the mindset that ultimately we aren't at the final destination. We're still on the journey. We, we yeah. are still progressing as a club. We got to the Premier League ahead of when we thought we would get there. Um, the season is not over, not by a long stretch. There are still 24 games to, to be played. There's, um, there's a lot more football to be played. Um, yeah, sure, I would have liked to have picked up a point today at least. Um, but you know we we keep moving on and uh and and someone made me aware of some comments on facebook where some people have been saying edwards out i think i think that's absolutely ridiculous the, the the social media meltdown is an absolute joke um let's bring in mark but before we do i'll just mention some of the comments that we've got Luton i says i'm busy in the bricky so can't join uh, Adam Driscoll also says, uh, can't join tonight, but thoroughly enjoying the Twitter overreaction from Luton fans. Tactics weren't right and not a good result. Granted, but no reason to start slating Rob Edwards or selection. Rob Edwards has got it right far more often. So, what are your thoughts on that, Mark? Were you there today at the game? I wasn't. I wasn't actually there today. Um, I, I, but um, yeah, I was able to see it, um, and I'll leave it there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd probably say similar to what what's been been said already. I guess. Well, firstly, hate Brentford away, um, but it's been worse, right? So it is has that. been worse. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Also, <laughs> the obvious mitigation is we're losing, we're missing players, you know, and we're not just missing any players. We're missing. Nakamba Doughty at the start of the game, then Lockyer halfway through. You know, it, they're they're probably the the three biggest players that we've got, other than maybe Ross Barkley as well. It's going to have a difference. It's going to have an impact too. Um, so that that being said, I think I was disappointed about uh, not necessarily just the result, just mostly that we seem to be outfought by Brentford, and there's not many teams that I can say that against us about I think we were out for when we um, were trying to take the ball out of fence we lost the ball far too easily when we were trying to pass it out in the first half which meant that everything broke down before it even got to the halfway line they pressed us with with more effort or or they seemed to have a bit more more of that about them than we did um I, that really disappointed me and then when Lockyer came off I, I think the the organization in the back three four um, disappeared with it um, and we didn't really have any kind of attacking potential until that 75th minute really um, and then again after they'd scored their third um, so I think that for me the biggest disappointment is is that really um, it's never it's never a given that we're going to get point from any game in this league of course it's not I guess that maybe part of the overreaction is to do with the fact that the runner games we've got coming up so a bit like with Crystal Palace it, it adds a bit more pressure maybe people are expecting us to get something from the game simply because we've got Arsenal and Man City at home but yeah disappointed with the with the the kind of being out fought part I know that's what Brentford are about as well um and and I'm disappointed with the the lack of Giles in 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 that left back role but but as Ian's already said I think you know then going all in on on Edwards is is crazy I haven't seen the reaction to be honest I've been trying to keep off Twitter until this point but um 
yeah uh just that i would say but but um you know we leave it there and tuesday night under the lights the kenny's a different different matter i guess very much is um i'm just looking at ahead to the luton town arsenal game so goals per match luton town 0.93 against arsenal's 2.07 and they're also defensively very very solid uh, only conceding 0.79 goals per match, whereas we have conceded 1.86 per match. Obviously, that is heavily skewed by um, by our first two games, um, which are unfortunate. Do you, do you think we can get anything out of the Arsenal game? Because as you say, Kenny, the, the Kenny under the lights is a completely different beast. Uh, I think it depends who's back as well. I think if McCamber's back... That, for me, is the big thing. I mean, I love Pelly, don't get me wrong. But in the last two games, I think Crystal Palace as well are able to get down the middle and the sides. I think we we don't... If we're not able to shore up the middle of the pitch, Barkley's not free to make those passes. Um, for me, it depends on whether Nakamba's fit. I don't think Lukonga's going to be back in time by the sound of things. But I think if he is, then I think, yeah, I think there's every chance that we could do. And we think Liverpool at home, I think probably our best performance of the season. But, uh, you know, I think we use the same tactics against Arsenal. And if they're they're not on it completely, we we stand a chance, definitely. But like I said, I think maybe Nakamba being fit would be a, a big one. And how many defenders are going to be back? Yeah, I'm just looking at the defending, yeah, the defender list. Um Casualties, Potts, Burke, Anderson, um, and Alfie Doughty was missing today. Ted and Mengi's looking to join them, uh, as well as Tom Lockyer potentially might be touch and go. Hopefully they can treat him. Otherwise, we are looking very, very thin on the ground in terms of central defenders. We have Amari Bell who can play there, left centre-back. Gabe Osho who can play there. Other than that, I don't, other than playing like maybe Pelly out of position, um, maybe Joe Johnson gets a, you know, a shout against the club that released him as a kid, maybe uh, in, in the left centre back position. I honestly, I honestly don't know anymore. Um, it, it's getting quite worrying, especially as we approach the busy schedule. Um, I honestly don't know what we do in terms of defence. Like, maybe we have to go out and get a new defender in January. Uh, it's it starting to look like that. I mean, I guess that as well, if we put Bell in, in say, a three, if if that's the case, then who do we put left back? I mean, I know that, <laughs> I know what what the, perhaps the, the positional choice is, but if he's not going to even use Giles as the first choice substitute, Giles isn't getting there as left back. And if Doughty's not fit, I genuinely have no idea who we then play as a left back. I can't see him playing a four against Arsenal. I I don't know unless we have no choice. I know we started like that against Spurs, but that that was that was a bad twenty minutes. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what we he does. Very lucky in that twenty minutes, you're right. Um, see, I'd like to see Joe Johnson get a shout. He's very highly thought of, from what I've heard from people close to the academy and also close to Joe. He's very highly thought of. He's signed about four new contracts this season. So we're doing everything we can absolutely to keep him. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm performing mental gymnastics to see how you could potentially line up. I may maybe throw Giles on in, in Ogbene's position, put Ogbene like in the right wing position, or I guess Townsend was being saved for Arsenal. Put Ogbene a right wing back and then a back three of Bell, Osho, and Kabore. So you have Kabore in the right centre-back position if, if Tom Lockyer is not available. Um, and then you have either Joe Johnson or or Ryan Giles in that left-wing position, a left-wing-back position, although Rob Edwards wouldn't really go for that, would he? Because he sort of said implicitly that Ryan Giles is, you know, a forward I don't know. It, it, it's uh, it's a real it's a real pickle, isn't it? And I'm delighted that I'm not the one that has to figure out the pickle. 
Yeah, I mean, it's we just got to hope, haven't we, that one of those two that went off today isn't too bad. He sounded relatively positive in the post-match, but then I guess you would until the scan or or whatever has to happen with, with Mengi and Lockyer's is back, isn't it? So I don't know. But yeah, I think that's a, a real concern. And and also going forward, I think Morris was was poor today again. And, and I love Morris, I really do. And I know he tries, but for me, he just for the last couple of games especially has not really had his his usual kind of strength um and holding the ball up and I think it's time to give Eli a good go out I really do I think I think he deserves a start what what is happening with Carlton Morris because I did notice that and I said to my dad as well we're watching on a 100% legal stream I'll just (laughs) put that out there of course yeah, me too yeah um yeah of course of course you know no one wants to break the law the ball just wasn't sticking to Carlson Morris today yeah no and I think I, I don't know whether it's just a confidence thing with him um and the fact that he hasn't scored in in quite a long time or the fact that, that tactically the way we set up means he's always quite isolated up there which doesn't really suit him um and the balls you know let's be fair you know the balls weren't exactly raining in the box were they i mean i think what how many corners do we have two and i think both or three and two of them hit the first man and you know <laughs> that doesn't help either that that he's not necessarily getting the service but he does look short on confidence um and we know that eli's first touch well it's a bit 50 50 but when it's good it's amazing um and and I think for me, maybe it's just a confidence thing um, with with Carlton Morris, but he's just not been at it the last couple of games, I would say. Yeah, well, we we did have five corners. I'm pretty sure only oh, two five. Sorry. But yeah, we had no, we had five corners, but as you say, a lot of them didn't really make it into the box. We had seven shots in total, only one shot on target, which was the goal. Um. Great goal, great goal, really well taken. Yeah, and 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 fair play to Brown. You know, we we said this last time, but you know, to come on and do that, he had a lot of work to do first as well, and and that goal was a yeah really well made goal. So out of almost nothing, really. Um, so fair play to him. At least there's one striker there that we think might his confidence is 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 gaining a bit. So that that's one bit of good news. I am a bit concerned though about the goals that they can see. Like after all the uh, all the plaudits that Kaminsky's been brightly receiving uh, over the past week, and I think it was the goal to make it three-one. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Chong's disallowed goal in a moment, which was you know rightly disallowed because he was offside. But with the goal to make it three-one. Do you feel Kaminsky, it's it's goalkeeper 101, like Ian, I'll have your thoughts on this as well. Should Kaminsky be pushing that out to the side instead of straight back out into the penalty area? Like stuff like that drives me a bit mad. Yeah, um, I, I think uh, I said earlier, he could have done better with a third one, but I don't want to give um, the more glass half empty um, people more food to to chew at with it but um yeah he should have done better but it's just one of those the ball was all over the place there's a bit of a panic and it creates that like i said he's, he's got loads of credit in the bank he should have turned it either around the post or away um but he didn't and you know again i'm, I'm not concerned about that you know that the, there was three or four chances to clear it before that had happened um and it just didn't happen so yeah, it, it was quite funny. Uh, before we come to you on your thoughts on Kaminsky's game today, Mark, um, it was quite funny that the third goal was scored by Shandon Baptiste, who, funnily enough, when we beat Brentford 2-1 at the Kenny, he actually scored for us. Nice own goal. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah there we go. Good start. I did feel as the the game went on before we got back into it, you know, there was potential for it to be deja vu again and a little bit of a a hammering, but that didn't happen. And you know, the 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 there's some positives out of the game is that we didn't give up and we did get back into the game, even all the factors that went against us. 
Um, even if you say, you know, the team was set up wrong in the second half, the injuries that we had, they still kept going. Um, there was a couple of opportunities, like you say, the, the offside goal, which was is clearly offside, should have held his run, but he didn't. Um, he wasn't that far offside. It was well put away. Nice little chip cross. You know, so there was effort there that, again, they, they never seemed to give up, even in them types of situations. So there's credit where there's credit due as well. So um, it's, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, lots of teams would have, would have given up at that stage, given all the factors that had happened. Yeah, that that Chong goal was well taken. It's, it's a shame. It was it was marginal. I wouldn't say he didn't really know about holding his run because you could see me and Pinnock moving up before the ball was whipped in. Like they saw what was happening. I think Chong only had his eyes on the cross. Really, yeah, uh, he just needed to be a split second before. And that's a goal, but it wasn't to be. Um, but again, Chong got in that position to to be able to score it. Um, it was nicely delivered as well, and that would have made it two-two. And if it had, that would have been, you know, a hell of a comeback, even better than Notts Forest, really. Given it, like I said, all the factors that had happened, but um, you know, to say it was probably one of the worst performances of the season, I think is fair to say. Um, but we still nearly got into it. You know, there's there's positives there. They dig their heels in and and try and find solutions, even in them types of situations, and. It's it's that kind of attitude that's going to serve as well this season. Didn't today in the end, but, um, you know, like I said, we, we just need to put it past us and move on to the nice, easy game of Arsenal and Man City. Yeah, the, the, I, I, I do... I'm, I'm not looking forward to sitting at the Kenny and watching those games because that Liverpool game felt like it aged me about 100 years. It was painful, and now we got two of those types of games back to back. Um, just uh, Mark, well, what did you think of? Who was your standout performer today from from Luton Town? Oh, I think Osho had a great game again. Um, for well, for for most of the game anyway. I don't know what you think about that. I thought he looked again a bit more of the part when he brought the ball out towards the end. I think the whole of the defense struggled after Lockyer went off. Um, well, standout wise, quite difficult, I guess. Um, I would say Kaminsky-wise, though, exactly the same as what Ian said. I think the defence was so all over the place with that that um, that doesn't help. He certainly didn't have his best game in the Luton shirt, but there's quite a lot of players that you could probably level that at as well. Yeah, probably probably Osho just about for me. Brown, when he came on, looked great um, when he was more in his, his natural position. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with that. For me, like, other than Barkley, I won't pick up Barkley because that's sort of the cheat code. I did like Osho today. I thought he was great. Bell had a good game. But my standout player was was Chong. Um, I, I just, I like the guy. I think he's so energetic. He he always looks like he's running 100 miles an hour. He looks like he's faster than better, even though he isn't. He just moves really quickly. It also um big fan of Jordan Clark when he comes on. I just like his little chops and everything, like when he's moving with the ball. Um Yeah. Yeah. It's just a shame we're not talking about a, a draw. And as Ian said, if if that Chong goal had stood two two, it would have been a completely different ball game. Uh, although knowing us Brentford probably would have gone and gone up the other end and scored almost immediately following kickoff because that's what they do. Also, as a side note, how much of a little bitch is Neil Mope? Goes down with just a stiff breeze. I'm not a fan of Mope, and to be honest, he wouldn't have scored either if the ball hadn't just dropped to his feet. To be the- fair, though, to be fair, that I know we've just uh, praised Chong. Chong's very similar. <laughs> um, I mean, know, he's a hard player. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you 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 can't just be part of something without that. You know, at the end of the day, he, he did go down relatively easily quite a few times. That was but the first goal as well, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, the, the the thing that we struggled with today as well, um, and and caused some of the issues was was their physicality. Very physical team, very hard working. Um, which there's not many teams in this league that are more physical than us. So, but we struggled with that a little bit. You know, they they set the stall out very early. You know, the the 
the knee in the back to Lockyer, and I think there was one before that as well. Um, very physical side. Um, I, I don't know if we prepped for that or not, but um, we seem to struggle with it. We would have known what we were getting into. Even the Premier League, they, they tweeted like a little promo before the game saying two sides to leave it all out on the pitch and with the battery emoji because they, they knew it was going to be a fully charged game. I felt like we we didn't live up to our side of that bargain, really. We, we could have done a, a bit more there. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, let's get... Zach on, shall we? Zach, you were there today, braving the cold. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, I was there braving the cold. I was right up in the gods. Uh, yeah, it was new ground for me. It was an enjoyable day, yeah. Uh, football wasn't great, but it was a great day, yeah. I noticed from one of your pictures, they have uh, telly screens showing the game. Oh my, don't even get me started on them. Honestly, I hated it because it was like, so we had like these. There were loads of screens around the top bit because obviously, right, I was three rows from the back. From the back, so you couldn't see. The, I couldn't see the scoreboard from where I was because the scoreboard was right at the top of the main stand. So I think if you're a certain point, for like a certain point back, then they'd put the screens, TV screens up so you could see. Because I didn't, I wouldn't know what the scoreboard score was or anything or what the time was. So I had had screens. But what I didn't like about them is that. They showed replays of what just happened and the goals, and they showed they've shown the game live, so I could have just watched it on the screen. I and, thought that would have been a nice touch. I like that, and I hope that's something that they bring in at, at the Kenny, uh, but no, a power court eventually. Yeah. I I think being able to watch like VAR calls in real time because VAR's yeah, not they didn't show it. They didn't show the they show showed the Brentford goals back. They didn't show our goal back, and they didn't show they didn't show much at all like they just kind of showed the game live they didn't really they showed the replays of their goals but they didn't show uh what's called any anything else but also i uh, they every time they started like trying to create chance on them so they kept, kept putting on like come on you bees or like different brentford chants on there to try and get the crowd going which i thought was pretty embarrassing oh that is embarrassing yeah it's a bit like fulham their boards have got like chance on trying to get going yeah well you know the tourists need to know what um what the songs are because they're just pathetic like a lot of these Premier League fan bases and there I was thinking that Brentford were going to be uh, a proper Premier League fan base but well what was the noise like what was the atmosphere like considering they won 3-1 it wasn't great they did the weird freed from desire thing at the end which again interesting uh Brent Brian did it as well but uh yeah, I thought throughout the game they they celebrate. They didn't, weren't really chanting. You could hear them every now and then, as in like from the because their like noise a bit was behind the goal on the other side, and um, every time we were seeing like, oh yeah, your your support your support is not very good or some, something about their support. I can't remember. Uh, then they'd try and sing a song, but it wouldn't really it wouldn't really go round the ground. It wouldn't make it past that bit behind the goal. So I thought the people behind the goal were all right, but it wouldn't go round the ground. It would just be those people behind the goal. But overall, I think it's on par. I think it was better than Fulham, slightly, but the second worst that I've been to this season. It's not difficult being better than Fulham. <laughs> I was I was embarrassed. Fulham one for me. Yeah, so I actually I know a Fulham fan because um, our kids go to the same nursery, and straight after the Fulham game, I said to him. Wow, that was embarrassing. You, you barely make any noise, but I, I guess that's what, what you can expect from a club that were irrelevant before Mohamed Al-Fayed brought them and started <laughs> signing all those star players. Oh, just embarrassing. So what, what were your thoughts in terms of um, how the game went today, Zach? I thought we weren't at it, but again, we're staying competitive in the game first half defensively we were brilliant like we did not give them a sniff but second half we just switched off too many times and a bit of jiggery pokery with formations and players and players out of position and injuries did not help having Mengi and Lockyer go off kind of killed us a bit because I feel like if we had them on we'd have been more solid and yeah it was we we weren't that bad as in like it wasn't it, we were not good we were nowhere near good like we were not like we were against Palace or Liverpool. Liverpool, we were brilliant, but today we weren't that great. And um, yeah, to lose three one. I mean, it, 
it again it doesn't read too badly like it's not a battering we didn't get battered but we just let in sloppy sloppy goals like it was so avoidable avoidable goals and again we we didn't really create many chances today but i think we had one shot on target and it was the goal so it it's, it's fine it's close it's just close stuff i mean we weren't we weren't at it today at all we were not there but we didn't lose 7-0 so i wasn't complaining <laughs> yeah believe me that 7-0 battery like that i wasn't at that game but if i was i would have probably left I would have left after four. <laughs> Lots of people I was with today, they said that they don't remember it as 7-0. They remember it as the score it was when they left. So yeah. some people remember it as 3-0. Some people remember it as 4-0. Yeah, I, I just, I, it was like, that was kind of, I think it was a week after my birthday. And I, I was uh, I was staying home for that one. And oh, I just, I was watching it until the fourth goal went in. And then I just threw my laptop away, right? And I haven't that. Just got on with my day, pretended it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's my yeah. little ten-year-old me, enjoy loving life. But how, how are you? How are you getting on with the? Um, you know, because obviously, as as a younger fan, you've seen us win a lot more than we've lost. How yeah. are you coping with this season in the Premier League? I mean, I was there for our first season back in the Championships. So I saw us get battered a lot then, and. I I have mainly seen us win, sure, and but my all all of my family have mainly seen us seen us lose, and I've kind of gotten used. I'm used to losing. I'm used to getting battered. I'm not turning up expecting to win every week. Last season, maybe this week, not no nowhere, no chance. But I feel like we're adjusting well to each division, and I've, I think I've seen us in th- like play live or in three divisions. But since I've been following, probably about four. Because I started watching us in League Two and started going in League One, and yeah, I think there's been I've seen us in all these different levels now. But I am, I am, I am, I'm fine with losing. Obviously, losing is part of sport. My Sunday Sunday team, we 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 were actually doing well. But our first season in our new league last season, we lost a lot. And yeah, I just I'm I'm coping. I'm coping with it. Um, I don't get I get frustrated obviously with the team sometimes. Like today, with the way we were playing, but. Oh, oh, you just got to accept we're in the Premier League. We're smashing it. You've just got to enjoy it. Yeah, very, very much so. Look, uh, I, I sort of liken this to our first season in the Championship as well. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the step up from League One to the Championship is nothing compared to the step up from the Championship we're to the so League. Well. Yeah. Like, for the level, for the adjustment that's, adjustments that we've had to make, from the Premier League, like Premier League's like a brand, worldwide brand, as in like you've got the absolute superstars in the peak of their game, and in the Premier League, and we going up to the Championships, you've got your other rooms, you've got your Sheffield Wednesdays, and you've got like different clubs who aren't quite. You've got sleeping giants in there. You've got some clubs like us who are, some may say, are punching above their weight, and I don't think we're punching above our weight in the Championship, but yeah, it's it's so different. Well, we had a way of playing in the championship. Obviously, uh, we only saw that way of playing when Nathan Jones came back. Because yeah, we didn't have any. I, yeah. I found Graham Jones didn't really have a style that he wanted to play. He sort of just picked up from where, from what Mick Half had left, and and tried to tweak it a little bit. But you know, he he wasn't. I, I believe there was a quote from him that said, "I'd rather lose five nil." Rather than draw nil nil, which I think said a lot. I thought after interviews were really weird. I remember when we lost to Birmingham, it two one at home. He and then we lost to Forest three one away the next week. He said after the Forest game, you know, it's an improvement from last week and it's the scoreline's not as bad. I'm like, mate, it is. It's, what is he on about? Like you listen to Rob Edwards, who's very like logical. You know, he knows what he's talking about, and then you listen to him, he's absolutely donut. It, when he was with us, he kind of he showed all the tactical ability of a potato. I'd have done better than him. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, 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 I believe that Graham Jones is tactically very sound because he's a world-renowned coach. I felt lacking was his communication skills, yeah. um, and potentially he was what I thought at the time. With Graham Jones, I'm I'm sorry to everyone listening. We've gone off on a bit of a tangent. What I thought at the time about Graham Jones 
was that he was overcomplicating it for the players. Um, because at the end of the day, these are footballers, not rocket scientists. And I felt he was, he was probably not putting across in the simplest terms what he wanted from each individual player. And you could see in that first season in the championship, a lot of the players looked lost. They looked um, confused about when they were meant to run, when they were meant to follow, when they were meant to press. Um, and it also didn't help that our team that season was pretty shit. I think the only... Uh, I'd like to say the only two good signings, Bree, and it wasn't even a vintage season from Bree that season, but he was the best of the, the lads that we brought in on loan. I was a fan of Izzy Brown when he decided to turn oh up. Uh, oh I loved Martin Craney. Uh, we actually shared his goal earlier today. I thought Craney was a spectacular player. For as well, oh, he was a. I did. I, he didn't play loads, but when he did, he was he was solid. I really liked him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. But then today, if you compare it to some of the defenders we got today, like we got Mengi's looking so. Up to standard, he looks like a Premier League defender. So does Osho, so does Lockyer, but it's just keeping them all fixed. But how many injured centre backs have we got at the moment? It's uh, all of them. It's yeah. a joke. I, I don't, we, apart from Osho, but you know, some might come back quickly. No, but we don't know. We're Man City this next week, and we've got one fit centre back. It's going to be interesting. I reckon we're going to either get toinks both games or we're going to nickel 1 0 in one of them. Can you, can you imagine the absolute scenes if that happens? Uh, I think the Kenny, the roof would literally come off. I'm not even saying metaphorically. The roof would literally come off. All, all the all the ceilings and all the toilets will collapse. Um, well, anyway, but... Yeah. Um, we got a comment from Andy Sherry saying, we were too passive. Brentford are on par with Palace and we pressed Palace. Why do we not press them today? I don't understand. Well, we we did discuss that a bit earlier, Andy. Um, you know, home and away, completely different beasts. Um, you don't want to press when when you're away too much because you leave yourself open um, for counterattacks and whatnot. But I, I did believe that we should have gone at them a bit more, like not shown them too much respect. Um, Zach, what are your thoughts about that? Would you have liked to have seen us go at them a bit more? Yeah, I, I thought we were, again, passive is the right word for it. We were not at it. And we we just didn't, we didn't attack enough. We should have attacked so much more. We, we, again, I think it was one shot on target in the end, and that was our goal. We just weren't. We weren't attacking their goal enough because when we threatened, when we went forward, we looked dangerous. Like we, those, those last ten minutes after they scored, or where, however long it was, we when they they when they were kind of sitting back and we were putting the pressure on, we looked like dangerous. And obviously Chong Chong scored disallowed. Fair enough, that was offside, but we did threaten when we were on it. But we just need to do that more because we were not attacking enough. I can't remember. I think we had one corner in the first half. Other than that, I don't think we got that in their box. It was awful. But second half was better. We just, yeah, we should have threatened a lot more in front of goal today. We did indeed have one corner in the first half, four corners in the second half. Um, we had no shots in the first half. In the second half, I, I, I agree with you that we were passive in the sense that we need to. We needed to start playing before we were two 0 down. Um, we didn't have our first shot on target. Well, our only shot on target was in the seventy fifth minute. Um, but after that, we did have seven. Sh we we had uh, five more shots after our goal, and we were threatening. You know, we could have pulled it back to two two. It it was it was a very it was a frustrating game. It was a you know a game of attrition at the end. Um, you know, just trying to, it was sort of halfway between trying to keep the score down, but also having a having a go. And we saw caught in two mines. Um, which of the subs today impressed you the most off the bench? Um, Chong looked obviously Jacob Brown with the goal. Other than Brown, um, <laughs> I can't I can't remember who came on. Uh, Chong looked good. He looked exciting. Oh no, he started. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, there, who who came on? Um. It was 
Elijah Adebayo, Andros Townsend, Jordan Clark, and Ryan Giles. Uh, Clark really impressed me. Um, Adebayo looked hungry when he came on. He looked like he wanted, he had a point to prove, and I think he should start next game. Um, Townsend, again, looked all right, didn't have much time. Giles, I know there's been a lot of talk about him, but I think, and he wasn't that great when he came on. But again, it says an awful lot when we need a we we've got an injured injured player centre back and we need a, to sub on a left wing back and we don't actually sub on our left wing back and sub on a right winger to go right right wing back and put our right wing back left wing back if it's a bit of a tongue twister but it it says a lot about you know the relationship between the manager and player but I thought Giles was he wasn't great when he came on can't lie. I, I liked him. I, I, I think he's got something about, about but he yeah. wasn't great when he came on. Yeah, I've seen people saying, oh, his end product wasn't great. But I get that. Look, that happens when you, you barely played any football. Like, uh, came yeah. on against Man United, he got about five minutes. Mm. He, rusty, he needs a run out. He's, uh, I've been saying he needs to be playing in that Ogbeni position. Stick Ogbeni on the other side. Yeah, yeah, I think... Uh... I want to see Ogbené on the on the right, and then we could see um, him cut in and create more chances. Because on the left, he can he can do the, his pace run down the wing, but then it's like getting the ball into the box. Like we saw for the Crystal Palace goal, Jacob Brown's goal. Ogbené on the right gets the ball in, we score. Yeah, or well, potentially we can play Ogbené behind Ryan Giles. Um, sure, it might leave us a bit open, but. You know, if Doughty is out, we need a left winger. Then you can play Giles ahead of him. But look, I guess, I guess uh, it's a headache, but it's not our headache, so we don't need to worry about it. Yeah, I agree. I think there's some, there's lots of stuff. I, I, I trust the manager. It's the manager's job to manage the team. So I've got faith in him that he'll he'll do what's right. I think that's a, a good point to wrap up this post-match phone-in. Thank you very much, Zach, and thank you very much, Mark, for your for your jumping on with us. Um, but that's us done for this post-match phone-in. You can listen back to our post-match phone-ins and our podcasts across all podcast providers. Check out our socials. We are Luton Town on Facebook. We are Luton Town on Twitter. The Walk Podcast on Twitter. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Telegram, Discord, and Reddit. You can find all of these on our website, wearelutontown.co.uk. Follow across all the socials to be involved in monthly giveaways, including Beard Surgeon Beard Oils, Black Star Fly 3 Amps, Luton Town Shirts, and we got a new Black Star Fly 3 giveaway going live on Monday. Thank you all for tuning in. Sports Social Podcast Network.